Hi, I'm Roger Jackson, host of the Arise Podcast. Today I sit down with Kelsey Jackson, worship pastor of Arise Church. We are talking about five things you need to start a worship ministry for a church plant. Welcome back to the Arise Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. It's a little a little different today. I have a, a special guest. Um, it's kind of nice because the special guest is my wife, so we're actually recording this at home while our son is napping. So... <laughs> Kelsey, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, I guess it's about time I did since we... <laughs> the ease of the situation. Yeah. So um, today we kind of have a, uh, we have an episode about uh, five different things that we think you need to start a, uh, a worship ministry at a church plant. So we're just going to briefly go through these and kind of just some of their purposes and some of the things that they're, they're helpful for starting a church plant. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, number one is planning center. Um, I'm going to kind of let Kelsey get to this in a second, but I just kind of want to briefly, I guess, talk about it from a person who's serving standpoint. So what, what I enjoy about it is you're able to get your, uh, you know, their, uh, the ministry leader or whoever it is is able to send out, you know, what your schedule is and when you're serving and, I can accept it, decline it. I could put it in blackout dates, things like that. But it's nice for me because, like, you can kind of, you can click on it. You can see what what's going on in the service, who you're serving with, what time you're serving with. If you have multiple services, so it's just really it's really good. It's right there, all in one central spot. You can set it up where it, it sends out emails, like you know, it sends an email reminder or a text reminder. So, kind of ample ways to be reminded of when you're serving and how you're supposed to be serving. So I, I think that's really helpful for that standpoint. So Kelsey, how do you kind of use it as a, as a, as a ministry leader? Yeah. So one of the best things I think about planning center is you can really kind of cater it to your needs. Um, I've also worked a position as an office assistant for our mother church rooftop at the moment. And we have so many different apps that we use with Planning Center, like their people tabs, their events tabs, um, which is actually called resources. There's check-in, um, their services, which is the planning portion, which is mostly what I'm going to talk about today, um, because that really comes in handy for your worship ministry. Um, the best thing about it is that you can send out schedules. You can send out schedules as far in advance as you want. Um, a lot of people do it by quarter, um, mostly because you kind of want to be able to tell your, um, you kind of want the ability for your, your, um, volunteers to give you an idea of when they're available, when they need to block out. And it's a little easier if it's only a quarter a time instead of a full year or semester. Um, but you can also do really cool things like attach YouTube links, um, recordings of your own, if it's a song that you or your ministry have written. Um, another thing that you can do is add your chord charts, which is really great because you have the ability to add it in as many keys. So if there's multiple people leading, um, that's kind of a nice thing to have. And it's really easy to attach, including capoed keys, if you're going to have that for some variance in your sound. Um... Planning Center is pretty great when it comes to their pricing, too, because, again, you can kind of cater it to your needs. Yeah, I've always been kind of interested in how that how that breakdown works with, with pricing. Yeah, so um, depending on what apps you want, it can start anywhere from... So if you have people, which is unlimited, that's kind of your database. So that's going to be 
everyone that comes to your church, if you have a big connections process, um, everyone's going to get put in that when they put in um, their connections cards or if they check in online. Um, most of the time, their connections pastor is following up with them. Is that, that's kind of what we do at Rooftop, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Right, right. And so um, there's also check-ins, which is checking in kids. Um, a lot of times youth ministries also. You, there's a giving app. There's groups, which a lot of people will use for like small groups and ministries. Um, at Rooftop, we just utilize people for that and using the lists. And so there are also registrations and resources, which is, again, your calendar and event, and then services, which is, again, what we're talking about now. Um, but depending on how much you want to add, I'm just going to kind of put out the pricing for services now. Um, so for five team members, it's free. Obviously, most worship ministries have more than five team members, um, especially if you're using it for other things like sound projection. Um lighting, all of those things. And so those will be your musicians. Um, and that is, again, all of those specific volunteers. And so it goes anywhere from 25 members to unlimited. Um, the 25 members is $14. And to get to the unlimited, it's 200 And that's a monthly fee. And then to add music stand, again, depending on how many volunteers, that kind of changes the price. But it actually doesn't go above $10. And if you don't know what music stand is, that's if you decide to utilize tablets, you can see um, their chord charts and have them kind of on tablets. It gives them a little bit of a neater look. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know all that, so you know, it's kind of interesting to, to look at that as far as, and and I'm sure there's ways you can um, customize it for other ministries and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I, I always been a pretty big fan of Planning Center. Mm -hmm. um, number two is Pro Presenter. Um, again, looking at it as a service, cause you know, I, uh, at our previous church, my wife was the, the worship leader and I did sound and, uh, lyrics as well. And so, you know, pro presenter for me, it's like just this big, this one and everything type software where, you know, you can put lyrics up there, you can, uh, get PowerPoints of the, the sermon on there, um, it's a way to get your advertisements out there for, you know, just what's going on throughout the week or whatever at your church. It's kind of just this one stop thing where you can get all your content that you need out, out. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about Pro Presenter, like you said, it's just kind of your one stop shop. And so there are, especially with the, um, with how updated it's become between, you know, ProPresenter 1 and now ProPresenter 6 is what is currently rolled out. Um, but it's kind of nice because it is a um, way to have everything up and you can kind of, you can even set schedulers and timers for if you have things like pre-service videos like they do at Rooftop. Um, that The worship leader there, his name's Jason, or pastor there, his name's Jason. He, um uses it to basically start all three services right on time with our um, with our videos and, and announcement loops and things like that. Um, but then you can also adjust your songs. You can have different versions of each song depending on where you decide to go or if there's someone else leading, they might do the song a little differently. And so it's really a great way to um, kind of create your service and get to be creative with it with colors and backgrounds and stuff like that and really kind of um give it the feel of your church which i really appreciate that about it yeah yeah it seems like it's uh i mean it's just like you said it's all in one place and it, it's it's very you know especially in, in this age of social media like the uh, 
you know, just visually good content that you that you can see. It really helps with that as mm-hmm. far as the church. I know uh, looking into the price, it's just so. I mean, this is going to be depending on what you're starting with as a as a church plant because they don't really do monthly. It's just an upfront three ninety nine. So it's three hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't know for sure. I mean, I don't know if they would do this. I know there are some. Um, softwares and things where, you know, if you reach out to them and let them know you're a church plant, they might give you, uh, 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 like smaller rate, like a, uh, you know, kind of a discount on that because you're a church plant, but I'm not exactly sure if they would do that, but it's $3.99 up front. Mm-hmm. I don't know that about Pro Presenter specifically, um, if they do any sort of discount, but one thing they do is that when you've paid that $3.99 and you have that licensing number, that is good for every computer. So you can add multiple computers to that as long as it's on your campus. So if your youth ministry has a worship time that they like to do and they want to have slides or presentations or sermon notes, anything like that, they can be added to that. You can have different, um, you know, if your pastors are doing small groups that they want presentations for, they could load that onto their computers, assuming it's um, the computer that they need. And then they can kind of move move forward with that using it. And so that's kind of nice about it because it really is a one-time price that you get, um, you know, and and kind of get your money's worth out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good uh, to know. Um, so from what I'm hearing, they have some announcement that's coming up next week. So yeah. This, this will be posted on Wednesday. So, you know, we're not sure exactly what when it's going to happen, but there might be some some news next week with ProPresenter. Yeah, there's a it's a pretty good chance that they are um, rolling out their update um, for ProPresenter 7. I don't know when that will be coming out, but Jason was telling me that he's been invited to the official viewing <laughs> of it. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Number three, um, a soundboard. Now, obviously... We'll talk briefly on this. I mean, I know it, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, it obviously you can get a ton of different types and a ton of different kind of boards. I know there's ones that we're more familiar with, but um, obviously it's a necessity. I mean, you need it to play your music and and you know get it out where you know people can hear. So you know it's kind of it's it's a big deal. Um, also, something that I wasn't thinking about as much until I was listening to. Uh, some other podcasts is it's also a good way to record, you know, to either record music or, you know, record sermons for a podcast. If you're just putting sermons out on a podcast or putting sermons on your church website. So you need a recording device as well. I mean, obviously you could use your phone or you can use other things, but it's kind of nice to eliminate as many things as possible. You can know you you're, you need a soundboard. It can record, you hit a button, and then, you know, you're able to take that USB out and put it wherever you need it. So, um, obviously, there's a whole different, a whole lot of different um, types of soundboards. So, we know, we're not going to get into that, but that is definitely something that I would say you need. Absolutely. Um, my recommendation is to kind of have an idea of the size of a soundboard you'll need, how many channels you'll need, how many different things you'll be utilizing on stages at once. And um, 
recording aspects are great. I'm a big fan of digital boards. I feel like there's a lot more freedom with them. Yeah. They're a little intimidating if you haven't used them. But the nice thing about most soundboards is that there are tons of YouTube tutorials that yes. you can look up. Um, probably even small podcasts on some of them. And um, also, of course, there are training manuals and things like that. But I'm partial to YouTube videos because training manuals feel like I'm reading something in Japanese. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, number four, uh, a laptop slash screen, you know, I mean, depending on the size of your laptop, if it's big enough, you can use that as your screen too, but you're going to need something obviously to have pro presenter on, you know, you need something for the software to be on and you also need something to, uh, have on the screen. So the people who are serving or, you know, doing lyrics or doing that can see what's going to be put on the screen. So that's kind of an important thing to have. Mm -hmm. So for, to run a program like ProPresenter, um, mostly you will need a MacBook Pro. Um, that's the computer that it's compatible with. And the nice thing about ProPresenter is there's so much to use on it. Um, the kind of difficult thing about it is that it's much easier to use on a bigger screen. So if you have the budget to make to buy a bigger screen, great. Um, so what we actually decided to do to kind of have some budget room was we were going to be using my um, office laptop, which is a MacBook Pro, um, as something that we can use for projection. And then we bought actually a monitor that we will um, obviously attach to my computer so that it's a little bit bigger and easier to run a Pro Presenter on. Um, and that that really is something that kind of is your preference, but I think having a bigger screen to run ProPresenter on makes it much easier to um, utilize. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, from, you know, the places we've been, that's, you know, usually how it how it goes. And again, it, <clears throat> it could get a little crazy once you, you know, start doing video and, and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like at Rooftop, there's like laptops and screens, right. <laughs> screens everywhere. But, you know, just to kind of get everything going, you know, it, it like <clears throat> like Kelsey was saying, you know, it it does help to have a little bit of bigger screen to kind of see that. And, you know, it can get a little, like you said, you can do a lot on there, but you kind of need a bigger screen to kind of see that and, and make it easy for, mm -hmm. for that. So mm -hmm. um, number five, you're going to need a projector. I can't remember who we were talking to about this, but. Jacob. We were yeah. just talking to Jacob. Like now it's almost, I mean, like you almost can't have a church service without a projector. Like it's mm -hmm. just, it's almost that important that vital to growing or having a healthy church it's mm -hmm. kind of crazy just with how you know social media and the digital world is now so it's like that's something that you really need to because again it's, it's always going to be visual you know and obviously you know having um the backgrounds on the lyrics and stuff like that you know be able to project that but even with the sermon you know the way they you know how how much more they get into detail with their backgrounds on their PowerPoints and just how important those visuals are. You know, you really need a, a projector to to show that. Right. Well, and the other thing that I think is extremely important from the projector point of view, because I feel like a lot of people don't think about how overwhelming it is for visitors to come into a new church. Um, there are so many different places to go. There are so many different things to do before you get started. Um, but especially when they're coming into a worship service, if they're not someone who's spent much time in a worship service, if they are not um, someone who's super comfortable with the idea of standing and singing, um, I think having something to look at and see what is happening in front of them is, um, 
is very helpful. People want to know what's going on. And so if they've never been to a worship service and we're singing songs that they don't know, like that's kind of an uncomfortable situation for someone. So to be able to look up, see lyrics, um, listen to the pastor and also look at what he's talking about when he has his sermon notes up there, um, seeing the kind of things that we have available, that is a massive tool to see our ministries and what's coming up, events, um, announcement loops, things like that. I think it is incredibly helpful. And I think also it just kind of sets an environment that makes people feel a little less like they're going to be seen um, in a, in a environment that can be kind of nerve wracking for them anyway. Yeah. And I mean, so, you know, those are our five things. Um, And uh, it's crazy because like, you know, we are in the thick of this right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're six months out from our, um, for our launch. And um, obviously uh, you know, we have a a lot of backing from our, our mother church rooftop. You know, they are very supportive. They, uh, you know, they're helping us, uh, with capital and also with just, just people and prayer and all of that. So, you know, we are very fortunate in that, but you know, we are in the thick of it. And, and so like the, the knowledge that we're gaining from, you know, pastors that are at rooftop now and kind of just what we're working on to get these things, uh, ready for for the launch um these things have been very important been things that i I know my wife and and jacob have been talking a lot about and and so these are just some of the the main like more meatier things that you kind of need for a worship yeah absolutely so uh we'll just say these five again uh number one uh planning center number two pro presenter number three uh a soundboard number four a laptop slash screen, and number five, a projector. So those are the five things we think that you need to start uh, your worship ministry. Just want to thank you guys again, and thanks for listening to the Arise Podcast.